Unreal. Uncensored. Unradio. Cliffcentral.com. Welcome to Rookies and Rockstars. It's a beautiful morning. My name is Miss Prue. The sun finally, finally came out to play and we're wearing our short skirts and our, our nice tops today. We're looking bright. It's a beautiful spring Wednesday. Just to go, just goes to prove actually how beautiful Wednesdays are. This is actually today. Actually, that's when the sun came out. So like, I'm like, hello. That's what Wednesdays are all about. But I'm not rolling alone. I'm actually chilling with Jono. Jade is still on maternity leave. Yes. She's got her baby Bjorn. Bjorn, yeah. Bjorn Such a beautiful baby. Correct. Exactly. And if you want to see a picture of the baby, you can actually go on, you can actually go on her Twitter and her Facebook just to see a picture of her beautiful, mm, beautiful mm. baby. It is a good so, looking so newborn. Cute. Yes. She is, sure. He is so amazing. Yeah. Exactly. Today we have an amazing guest. Look, I'm honored to actually have to interview this beautiful, beautiful lady who is going, who we're going to speak to. Her name is Jerry Rantelli Elston. Black people like, struggle with Elston. So Listen, what you struggling let, let with me, Elston for? I, it's I, such I an easy you, name. Can I tell you what happened earlier? Black names are so hard. You don't <laughs> see yourself fumbling over any of them. Exactly. I can tell. Can I tell you something hap- that happened actually earlier? I was giving a massage for the past twenty minutes. Prudence, it's Elston. <laughs> Elston. <laughs> you got yes. the Elston massage. <laughs> well, I was arguing with my colleagues yesterday. I said Jerry Ranselli's coming in. They're like, no, it's Elston. It's Elston. So I was like, okay. And then I said to Miss Prue. And we were trying to decide which one do you want to be called. And, and it's funny because even Ranseri, people used to butcher. You know, it's supposed to be a Ranseri. Ranseri. People would say Ramseli. They oh, would say, no. <laughs> just call me Samosa. Okay, let's just move on. Yeah, let's just simplify life. But um, we have you here today to talk about the amazing projects that you are involved in. And yes. keeping girls in school who yes. grow up in rural communities. That's and right. I think uh, you've helped countless girls. And, uh, um, uh, I'm honored that you say I have, but uh, it's really the organization Caring for Girls. Uh, it was started by Richard Mabaso, who uh, is uh, a father out of Richards Bay. Uh, he was he was home with his with his with his mother and his niece um, was starting her period, mm. and she realized that a they didn't have anything in the house uh, for the girl to use, but that even his grandmother, the manner in which her grandmother was dealing with with the issue, was very old fashioned and traditional. And he suddenly realized that if someone within his own family can be having this challenge, imagine how many other young women might be having this challenge. Mm-hmm. And he did his research. Um, and he developed such such an emotive response to 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 the fact that girls might be experiencing this, which for me is phenomenal mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. Many people, in fact, across Africa, we've now experienced, have been very surprised uh, that a man not only discovered that there was something that he mm-hmm. could do, but has so passionately gone about doing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and for men who don't go through that, and then for a man to realize that it's about dignity and about giving mm. these girls and yeah. taking shame away out of it, because I don't know when you mentioned the tradition behind it and the grandmother was dealing mm. with it traditionally. I don't know what that means, but I can just imagine for a young girl, you know, going through puberty and things, it can be humiliating if you do not have the right tools and resources oh, to go it's about it. So humiliating. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's, it's to the extent that 
we stop talking about it. And in fact, you talk about men coming to the realization of it. So many women don't, don't think about the fact that there might be a girl in mm-hmm. a poverty stricken home, uh, who might not have access. And mm-hmm. until just recently, when someone just again brought it to my attention, I said, you know, it's interesting because I didn't grow up with a lot. And I had trouble accessing sanitary towels. But when I was able to afford them, I forgot that I might have left behind a niece who was now struggling mm. to access. So so actually, it's that forgettable mm-hmm. once you're able to meet your own need. And people take for granted how many days in school a child misses just because they, they are not, they're not, um, they don't have sanitary towels. Sorry. Okay, look. Just because they don't have sanitary towels. Okay, look at me. Uh huh. And go, hey, Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's all over and you can run with your interview. <laughs> hey, Jerry. There we go. There we go. It's, it's such a shame that a lot of girls, they lose 50 days in a year, um, just because they don't have sanitary towels. And it's such a huge problem that we don't look into. And it's amazing that we have initiatives like the ones that you guys have embarked on to actually help the girls out. How do you go about selecting schools that you guys um so the caring for girls organization um in fact go they they're the ones who go into areas they speak to head uh, masters and head mistresses they look at the needs they they do their their data and then decide how it is that they can best support which schools and most of these schools are in rural areas or in areas where girls simply not only rural areas because the school that for example we're helping out with the the funds that we got from um, an organi- a, a company called Marsh Africa based in in Santon in Johannesburg is actually going to Tembisa High School mm-hmm. um, which we found to be dilapidated um, um, and greatly in need. Um, it, the school itself is situated in, in an area of great need. So by that you can tell that the girls will also then have a need. And so uh, Tembisa uh, High School is the Marsh Africa selected school for us to, to help. So it's not just our, our rural girls. It mm-hmm. turns out now as we do our research that a lot of the urban school girls are also struggling with the same thing. Are they struggling because of the financial issue or because of the stigma that, you know what, I can't be on my parents now, I'm too young, and it's mainly, I can't talk it's to mainly my parents finance. about it? Let, let's just think about this a li- just a little bit. Um, you know, uh, if if your father's not working and you have one income and your mother happens to be a domestic worker, um, what are her financial priorities when she gets her wages or her salary at any given point? Mm. It's certainly not a sanitary towel. Mm. Um, it's first school, hope, hope it's first food, and then hopefully, hopefully. it's first your academics. Mm. And so it's something that lags behind, and yet it impacts the psych, psych, psychological state of the girl so badly. You're embarrassed, mm-hmm. you know. Um, the the weather's changing. I mean, I know people don't want to talk about this, but it gets mm-hmm. smelly. You you need to change your sanitary towel often. In fact, the the condition of toilets and bathrooms at so many of these schools don't even make a girl want to go to the bathroom to mm-hmm. do what she needs to do. So the circumstances are a lot more dire than, than we believe they are. I think one of the things that has impacted me in realizing how many girls don't have sanitary towels was the fact that we're, we're prepared to give boys and girls condoms. We're prepared to to give, give them, them sex talks. Sex talks. And we, we're prepared to give them contraceptives. Mm-hmm. But 
their first need mm-hmm. is really for the sanitary towel, mm-hmm. is for the education around what is happening to their bodies, and mm-hmm. then to give them the sanitary towel. If you can build a young woman's confidence, then you mm-hmm. can hopefully keep her away from needing to experience sex or giving herself to an older boy for quite some time. Mm-hmm. It really is about self-respect. And I would imagine a lot more goes into it. So if you're supplying sanitary towels in schools, then the bathrooms need to be adequately equipped to dispense of those sanitary towels and not just flush them and clog up the toilets or just yes. leave them on the floor. So there's a lot of other things that goes into it. But what I'm interested to know is how do they dispense the sanitary towels? Is it if you're on your period when you're at school, we'll give you one for the day or two for the day? Or do they get a pack every month or two packs every month to use as they need they they when we first arrive at a school as we will at the end of the month with with marsh africa um we will go with their corporate team as well as the caring for girls team we'll arrive at at the school we'll do an assembly we'll take over their assembly with the permission of the administration and we'll we'll do the necessary talks it's interesting though that you talk about how to dispose of them it took me a while to figure out how to, how the many mm-hmm. ways in which you can mm-hmm. dispose of them because no one told me mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly so you mm-hmm. walk around with this ah, thing yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> For longer than you're comfortable. But anyway, so we'll do all of that mm-hmm. uh, when we arrive. So Every, this assembly is boys and girls? Or do you t- this assembly is mixed. Mm-hmm. Um, we try very hard to keep these assemblies mixed because mm-hmm. this is not information for just j- just uh, girls. We're, we're realizing how many men are too afraid to walk into stores mm-hmm. to even mm-hmm. buy sanitary tiles for mm-hmm. their wives, whom they know get their periods. They've mm-hmm. been there. So, uh, But even that's uncomfortable. So um, these are mixed assemblies. Um, they then given the the information um, and the talks. They then get the girls get a pack, and in the pack is uh, information on what her period is and and what the experience is about and 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 so on. Uh, and they get their pack, and they get these packs on a monthly basis. But for the first time, when we launch into a school, we do try and make a big hoo ha about it. What I've discovered over years that is very important for a young girl is to celebrate. Her period because it mm. is the beginning of her femininity. We shouldn't be afraid of the or ashamed of the fact that we are becoming women. Um, and so let's talk about it openly. It, it, I actually think it's a great segue to discussing sex openly mm-hmm. too, mm-hmm. Um, and and therefore protecting our girls in mm-hmm. in a much greater way. You know what's what's interesting when you give this talk to in an assembly where there's boys and girls, don't the boys always feel like ah the teasing the girls on some you know you're starting this big step ah ha ha you're gonna do this because I when I was in primary I used to have that problem of if a boy was to find out that what's going on in my body right now they would laugh so hard yeah like an idiot exactly right so we're trying to to teach them not to be stupid little idiots anymore when it comes to your period, when it comes to girly stuff. Mm -hmm. Uh, Because there are sisters, there are mothers, there are aunts, um, and there will be there will be wives, there will be women in their lives, um, and so it's important that this information shed. And so, sure, they will feel teased, but you know what? They'll be teased, but the girl will feel empowered. Mm-hmm. You can tease me all you want, but these grown-ups have come to tell me something, and they're teaching you something. In fact, one of the things that we've had happen is that more boys are saying, how come there's nothing for us? Mm-hmm. And 
it's made us sit back and think about what type of information or even packages we can give to boys. If we can give a boy a pack of sanitary towels and say, this is for your sister, mm. this is for your mother, mm. we are now teaching them that this is not something that you're not allowed to touch that's only mm-hmm. for girls, mm. that it is something that will help your sister, that will help your mother in her time of need. So actually it begins a, 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 a change in consciousness that is so necessary in our society at the moment. If you look at the amount of spousal abuse, the amount of sexual abuse that both children and women experience. Mm. Now, I would imagine Miss Pru mentioned earlier that some girls, they may have a stigma if they start their period too early. And I would imagine that if when all the girls are going through that together in the school, it's much easier. But for a girl who is starting her period at grade six, grade seven, at the age of 11, 12, how do we help those girls? Because I would imagine they're not getting handed out the pads, or, mm. or are they? Well, that's research that needs to be done and girls that we need to try and, and get to as much mm-hmm. as possible. Um, it's it's very difficult to gauge because in, in, in a, a large part of our society, some of these topics are still so taboo. Mm. Um, and... And women's body, girls' bodies are changing all the time. It's, I mean, I, I, I can't imagine being 11 and getting my period. Mm. I have to say, I'd feel so young. I'd feel so traumatized. When I did get my my period, I was completely traumatized. Mm. I sat in the bathroom and I cried because I thought I was dying. Mm-hmm. Even though I had friends who had already gotten it, mm. I thought I was personally going through my own moment of complete hell. Mm. Um, and so... And even though all my sisters were in the house with me, I still felt tormented. Uh, so I cannot imagine what it must be like for an 11-year-old. But we need to get the schools involved. People mm, need to exactly. begin to speak mm-hmm. about these things and not just um, some of the superficial conversations that we're having. I don't even think that our sex education in schools is adequate mm. at mm. this point. Our, our pregnancy rate in school wouldn't be as high if it was adequate, in my opinion. And the thing is, with the, with the whole sex talk, I, th- I feel that a lot of young people are influenced a lot by the social media aspect of things, that they start wanting to experiment and start doing um, this whole, like having sex and having babies. I think that's why it's, it's, it's getting to a point where it's getting younger and younger. There's a girl that's, that's 13 years old who also started her periods a bit early and is pregnant in school. So those are the things that are really very depressing. But besides all the depressing stuff, I just want to know something um, about you. What inspires you to do these initiatives? I think having grown up in an environment where I could so easily have made the wrong choices for myself because, in fact, the wrong things were more accessible than the right mm-hmm. things. Mm-hmm. Um, and having having had the strength um, at, to to stand up for myself and, and, and actually ask the big question, what do you want for yourself at a very young age, makes me want to have to inspire not just women, not just the girl child, but, but every child to say, what is it that you want for yourself? And get them to answer that question as soon as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if, if, if a six-year-old says to you he wants to be a fireman, Tell him what it's going to take for him to become a fireman um, so that you can help to get him on track. If, if, you know, if he says he wants to be, she says she wants to be an astronaut, as we do, you know, you want to be a prima ballerina when you're three. Tell them what it will take to do that. Mm. Um, because in telling them that, you're almost helping to give them direction. Um, they might never become that. But at least you might have steered them away from something that was unhealthy for them. Um, I just really think we need to we need to pay a little bit more attention. Social media is wonderful 
Ask Gareth. (laughs) (laughs) Is fantastic for those who love it, enjoy it, and know how to work it. But we also need to be careful. You and I, actually, as as we grow into our maturity, I'm twice your old age, but so I don't mean to give you a lecture. But that's what <laughs> you, you don't it's, look it. it's what one tends look, to do. You look but half our ages. Yeah, isn't that sad? <laughs> you need to check social media for something else for the next year. Um, you know, if we can just spend a little bit, a, a little more time with trying to figure out how to be a better world and a better country. My philosophy every day is if I change the life of one person, I've Mm -hmm. done a lot. Mm -hmm. So I wake up like that every day. And that's what makes me what I am. Who's your greatest inspiration? Oh, jeez. People (laughs) people have asked me that my entire life. And I only have one answer. And that is my mother. Mm -hmm. Um, Well, there are two. God and my mother. And I, I, it, it sounds simplistic and it, and, but you know what? When a woman has had herself stripped bare, like everything taken from her, and she's still able to bring into the world and then parent me. Mm-hmm. And if I look at my life, I would have to say that she's a phenomenal woman. Mm. And, and that's it. That is amazing. I feel the same way about my mom. Hey, like you just feel like they sacrifice so much for you. You wouldn't be anything without them. So, and they still do sacrifice no matter how old you are, no matter what it is that you're going through. Your mom is always there. And isn't it amazing that, um, for someone like me, I'm, I'm now in my forties. I'm still finding out ways in which my mother sacrificed that I was not aware of. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that fills my heart with love and joy. And it just, makes you want to do more and be great and be maybe even more than she was to you. Yeah. Mm. There's a great <laughs> meme that's going around and it's just two pictures and it has... What's a meme? Let's begin. The meme is like a little picture that sends a message. So you'll see... Um, oh, some... those ones with the writing on yes. it. Yes. Yeah. Oh. And I think, you know, a picture speaks a thousand words. So it's a meme of like a sick child and the mother taking care of it. And it says, when I'm sick. The next frame shows a mother sitting over the stove cooking and it says, when my mom is sick. And that's just so true. When you're sick, your mother is all over you. I mean, if you're mm. lucky enough to have a mother like that. Uh, but when your mom is sick, she's still doing the housework. She's still taking care of you. So that it just really nice made, me, made me think. Yeah. Exactly. Mm. Well, I feel educated. I learned something. I know what a meme is. Meme. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you were to ask Jerry Rantelli Elston one question that people have never asked you, what would that be? Crap, I've never been asked that before. Aren't you supposed to send me these questions before so I can come up with poignant and profound responses? No, it's just that right now you said that you've been asked the question a million times. So I was just thinking, what's the one question that you've never been asked that you always wish? I wish they could have touched on this topic about me or about the current project that you're on. I've got no idea. But I, I think, I think the one question I would very deliberately want to be asked with regards to caring for girls would be how can I help mm. Mm. Let, let us talk about that how, how can, can we help how can we help how can the public help <laughs> well th- thanks to Cliff Central and companies like Marsh Africa you're helping this morning mm-hmm. um, you're helping by getting out the information that there are girls in need um, I'd encourage anyone to go to the caringforgirls.co.za um, uh, website or Trek for Mandela 
because this uh, whole initiative actually became much bigger with the help of uh, the Nelson Mandela Foundation, mm-hmm. who does the trek up the mountain, up mm-hmm. Kilimanjaro, mm-hmm. Where, where corporates come together and we fundraise um, toward the effort. Um, and I would just like to encourage people, in the next little while, we'll be putting up um, debit order details on the, the Caring for Girls website, mm-hmm. where individuals will actually be able to put a debit order on their accounts, where every month they'll be able to give whatever it is that they feel they need to give. Um, the cost of a pack of sanitary towels of about 30 rand every month debited off your account, or you might want to give us enough for one girl for a year. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, and so we'll be doing that shortly. Um, but I would like to challenge one of the Cliff Central lures. What do you, what do you call yourselves here? Yeah, Cliff Central lures. Uh, I know the, the staff. They call habits because we're a content hub. So ah, call us I would like to challenge Mr. Cliff mm-hmm. or anyone out of the hub to summit Kilimanjaro with me again next year. Mm. While Gareth is he'll listening, complain I like see a, him there. He'll complain like a little beer, <laughs> but um, I'd like to challenge you to come and, and, and fundraise with us and, and highlight uh, the necessity for girls to, to live in dignity and, um, and climb the mountain with me because mm-hmm. every step that we climb brings them closer to the fulfillment of their dreams. Mm. Mm. And which other events do you guys have for the Keep, keep a Girl Child in school. Um, our, our major priority is the education around um, uh, uh, sex and menstruation and the the handing over of sanitary towels to to groups in need. Um, but as part of the trek for Mandela effort, um, there are a lot more things that we do because that is the 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 the, the real fundraising effort uh, where we the name Mandela gets a lot of attention. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we're so happy that the family has allowed us to. Um, um, you know, but to, you're using it for the right it. cause. You're not using it to mm. better yourselves. Exactly. You? Well, he was uh, two things. Um, he was he. Uh, the one issue that was big for him was the dignity of the child. The other was education. And so, bringing the two together, we certainly do feel as though we're bringing great honor to his name. Mm-hmm. I think the education is so important. And even if we cannot afford to give every girl living in a rural area or wherever it may be, a pack of sanitary towels a month. We could at least educate them in your school, when you have this problem, come speak to this teacher, so that Mm. they feel it's a safe environment, that they know that person will keep it private, will help them out. So even if we cannot, with the funding, give everyone a pack of pads, we can still help them with the education and say, go here for help. And there are fun things we can do through education. You know, um, I I would love to get a call from a um, an urban affluent school, for example, that says um, we will allow the grades what. 10, 11s, and 12s to match a pack of pads to grade mm. 10, 11s, and 12s in a... Mm. In a in Have a, like a sister a, school. Absolutely, yeah. and adopt a school program, for mm. example. This mm. morning I looked at this thing called Charity Miles. Uh, we're looking for creative ideas. So even if you have creative ideas, get them through. Charity Miles, this this thing where you run, and for every kilometer that you run, um, you, you're donating towards mm. a charity. You know, we'd love to get involved in those kinds of things. If there's someone who can create a Killy, Killy Climb app for us where we can make money out of uh, yeah. what, whatever it is we're looking mm. for the creative guys to come to the party and to say let's make this happen let's make this fun um, and let's involve everyone in every sphere in mm-hmm. ensuring that South African girls 
are well taken care of. No. Please give us the details again of the website just so that everybody can just go through it. So you can go to www.caringforthenumber4girls.co.za or you can go to the um, the Nelson Mandela Foundation website and click on Trek for Mandela. Again, the number four. Okay, we will put that up uh, with the podcast. We'll put the links to those two websites. Mm-hmm. So you can just go there easily, access the podcast and access the information and really get involved. Yes, mm. no, it's it's a really good initiative and we should personally also get involved as um rookies yeah, and rock I, I stars wanna, as I wanna central. pass by here next week and mm-hmm. find like a sanitary towel purchased by each and every one of you. <laughs> we'll definitely do <laughs> so. Take up that challenge. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us, Jerry. It was an absolute pleasure having you here on Rookies and Rockstars. I'm sure Jade would have loved to oh, interview yeah. you. Yes, no, <laughs> she would have sure. loved to be She'll here get as the well. Podcast. No, she will <laughs> definitely. But thank you so much, and I, and we think that what you're doing is a very good initiative, and thank we you. will definitely take part in it. Thank you so much. We'll be back after these. I have a big company with many sites across Africa, each needing a hefty investment in hardware and software. And it's such a waste. So many resources are unused for most of the month. You need MTN Business Cloud, powered by Microsoft technology. Our scalable solution enables you to manage your infrastructure, which allows you to buy exactly what you need. With a footprint covering over 23 countries, isn't it time you found out about the cloud solution built to build African businesses? Welcome to the new world of business. Unreal. Uncensored. Unradio. Cliffcentral.com. We just spoke to Jerry Rand's Hedy Alston. Mm-hmm. I'm so inspired and she's such a, she's got such a presence about her. And she uh, is so amazing. She can take an issue like as serious as that and bring light to it and uh, make it seem fun to almost collect these things. She doesn't go exactly. at it from a sad angle or can't, mm. we can't do this angle. So I think that's how we should approach all these issues that issues. we face in society is come with a positive spin and look for new ways to, to innovate. Exactly. When she came in, I thought we were going to have like a bit of a, you know, morbid moment yeah. where we just, mm. um, Morbid, actually, moment where we just um, in this mood, but she brought light to it, like you said. No, for sure, and, and made it's it very interesting that we take her lessons and help out this cause. I really think it's fantastic, and I don't think we think about the long-term consequences of girls missing fifty days of school a year. Fifty days is a lot. It is a lot, and if you count in weekends, public holidays, and stuff, mm. it really there is only a very small uh, frame of time for teaching within <laughs> exactly. the school syllabus year. So, yeah. Because okay, now off to uh, 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 a nice party mood note. Mm-hmm. We have the organizer of a new concept that they just brought in to Soweto. It's called Sowai. 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 Okay. And there's a reason why it's called Sowai. <laughs> Hello, Larata. How are you? Good thing, guy. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good. Thanks. How are you, bro? I'm great. Can you tell us more about why Sowai? What's Sowai all about? Um, so why is a new concept that we have as LaBelle Tickets, the organizers and Lee Management, the events management company that is appointed to manage the event? Hawaii meets Soweto is the name of the event. Oh. So basically we sat down as a team and we were like, how can we party differently mm-hmm. in Soweto specifically? It's always the same jump. It's always the same turn up. Mm-hmm. It's the same lineup. I mean, you guys all know it circulates the lineup throughout all events. So we're like, how can we make this different? How can we create a party experience that also encompasses Heritage Day and, and, and a different way of partying that's more interesting? 
Mm. So we came up with a beach party. Mm. And then we said, let's, let's call it Hawaii Misawiri because Hawaii, as you know, is the ultimate beach experience. Mm. And also guys, you'll be so surprised. A lot of people from Soweto have never been to the beach. Mm. Like oh. never been to and I'm sure a lot will not even actually go to the beach. Yeah. Mm. So we just wanted to bring that experience. Of course, we can't bring the ocean. Mm. I wish <laughs> I had those powers, but we're like, let's have an actual beach party where we bring the sand. The palm trees, the volleyball, mm. the uh, decorate with like lanterns, lights, and light about the whole entire venue, and that's where the concept came from. And we put it together, and we are partying tomorrow. <laughs> when, 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 um, what time does it start? Tomorrow we are starting at twelve until midnight. Chalk rules. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're having it at Water Sisulu Square. On Friday, we're starting at 6 p.m. until 2 a.m. And on Saturday, again, it's 12 a.m. to midnight. What can people expect? Like I just said. Like, mm. what, uh, I so know it's going to be a different vibe, but yeah. what, in my mind, I'm already anticipating like mm. it's going to be something else. But I picture those what hula, those exactly. flowy skirts. And the, the bikini girls. Yeah. So we're going to have belly dancers. We're going to have face painters. Mm-hmm. We're going to have uh, water features. You know, those splash water things. Yeah. Mm. And the foam, water foam party thing. I love foam We're going to have that as well. We're going to have a picnic area. We're going to have a bright area. So cooler boxes are allowed only in the picnic area, mm-hmm. not mm. over to the music side of things because, mm. you know, it's yeah, people just, throw things. Eh? Yeah, <laughs> so it, it ends at the picnic area. It's going to be, it's going to be like a, like a, a beach, a beach party. Like yeah. when you go to the beach and you hang out with your friends and more friends come and you decide let's bry and you decide let's play a few games. Yes, it's that kind of it's that kind of vibe. Since tomorrow is Heritage Day and all, are you guys going to do anything cultural that people can maybe look forward to during the event? Well, it's bright day for us. <laughs> <laughs> so, in terms of culture, we are extending about fifty bry stands, mm. and we will have meat sales so people can bry. Mm. Uh, we have paint uh, face painters that are coming, so they can paint you your the colors your, of yeah. your country or your, yeah. <laughs> your tribal colors, if there's such a thing. No, there is, yeah. Yeah. And we are going to have, um, as part of our heritage, Tina, as, as, as the organization that are, that are organizing this event, as part of our heritage, we want to help a lot of upcoming artists to understand the business mm-hmm. of, of music. So we have upcoming artists who are from Soweto that we want them to perform with the people they've been looking up to. Bricks is one of the people that's going to be performing. And there are two, three um, DJs that look up to him. So we've incorporated mm. that thing. That's our own heritage. Mm. <laughs> oh, I think it's important to take yeah. it from Soweto. Yes. Yeah. Mm. No, no, no. We have a lot of a lot of DJs um, that are coming from Soweto that mm. have populated the ta- the the lineup. Mm-hmm. Even the vendors and the suppliers that we're using are from Soweto. That is our heritage for Heritage Day, inclusive mm. of the bride and the face paint that I just mentioned. I think. Yes, that's how we are incorporating Heritage Day. I really love what you've done with the name. You've mixed Hawaii with Soweto and you've got Sawaii. Yeah. I think that's genius. Genius. Thanks. So we simple, try. but so good. Like, <laughs> like uh, very, very simple. So yeah. I, yeah. I is it the, is it the first one that you guys are doing or have you guys done events before that are leading up to this one? 
Um, we have done a few events on a more smaller scale, but this is the first inaugural Sawai event. Mm-hmm. This is the first time, like we are literally opening and cutting the ribbon tomorrow at one go. Yeah. But so we have done, we have done premium events as well. Is it going to be a yearly thing now? Yes, it's going to be an annual event. Mm-hmm. Oh, that is so nice. When I go to the parties or whatever, something that always bugs me is parking, getting to the event. Uh, how are you guys dealing with that issue? Oh, we have appointed 150 securities mm-hmm. that will be deployed all around the, the venue. Mm-hmm. We have parking right opposite the entrance of the venue. Mm-hmm. We have parking at the back of the, of the venue, which is going to be our VIP parking. And I'd imagine you have drop-off zones. We have drop-off zones. We are using close-by areas, your, your Mapunya, mm-hmm. your shop right down by the Pimville. Mm-hmm. We're using that as well. There's a taxi rank that can hold about 80 cars, mm-hmm. right? Um, two streets away from the venue. We're using mm-hmm. that as well. We have a site, yo, mm-hmm. as in, with the parking. Is there, is I'm like you in, when it comes to parking. So I was that girl who was like, how, yeah. m- how much occupation in this parking? How much occupation? Yeah, it this really parking? can make mm-hmm. or yeah. break your event. No, yes. it can. Yeah. So we've got that on lockdown. Even the signage is going to be so visible. Our flyers, like from yesterday, are communicating the parking areas. And I think, are they, okay. sorry. No. Well, I was just saying, in terms of parking, it's easy to be duped. I don't mm-hmm. know if you've ever been to a big concert or a big event and you drive and the first uh, security that you see in, in inverted commas says you have to pay 20 rand to park here. And then when you get further on, they're like, it's no, another 20 rand yeah, or like, no, you weren't meant to pay anything. Like, so just be careful of things like that. Please, because people like what you, what you're saying, those people, they, they, they appoint themselves on people's um, mm. events mm. and they really mess it up because I mean, I don't know if I can. The past event that happened last week, I don't know if I'm allowed to mention who did it. Okay, in Go for it. Yeah. <laughs> we unscripted. Yes, the major league event. They are not lined up, by the way. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's big. Um, yes, yeah, so there, there were problems with people's cars as well. You know, like mm-hmm. um, a friend of mine who was at the event was saying that, look, some guy made me park up there by the bridge, whereas the event was down there towards the highway. Mm-hmm. So those kind of things, like what you're mentioning, are very important for us. Um, I'm just trying to put it out there for people not to go for those guys who are saying, come, come, come. Our mm. parking people will be decent. Mm. They will show you where the parking areas are. The parking areas will be, will have signage mm. to and say, are, so are, are, you are they safe? Because we yes. have those type of cars, you know, that are probably targets. Mm. That's what we're thinking. So yeah. are they, are they, they're safe. Will they that's be why, safe? that's why my starting statement was that we have 150 securities mm-hmm. dedicated yeah. to our parking areas because also, you know how it is. I'm, I'm not saying, uh, I'm saying, I'm not saying this in a bad light. Some people have a stereotype about Soweto. Mm. So we just wanted to, to put them at ease as well mm-hmm. with, by getting enough security. And uh, how are you guys going to deal with the uh, alcohol consumption and uh, keeping people in control. Not that people are going to go crazy, but you always in the crowd mm. get that one guy that goes overboard and needs to be removed or, mm. you know. Well, that, that's also a security function, mm. really. I mean, we are, we can't really be saying that we're going to watch people with magnifying glasses yeah. and mm. making sure that they have only six bottles or six cans <laughs> or six glasses. I mean, that's mm. impossible. But like I said, that's a, that's a security function entirely. Yeah, yeah. Um we can just, I don't know how we can manage that yeah. really. It's a security function that can only be handled upon should something exactly. come, uh, God forbid. <laughs> how, how long did it take you guys to put together such a huge event? You know, I was saying last night to the team, uh, that 
if I didn't know that I was a strong woman, now I know. <laughs> like now I'm just like, I'm, I'm ready for whatever. It took us four months. Wow. Yes. Mm. Four months to really, really tie down the, the important stuff, the nitty gritties. I mean, today and tomorrow, it's literally just here and there. Yeah, well, mm. that's what I was going to say. Are you going to now just sit back, relax and enjoy no, it? No way, Jose. <laughs> are you going to be running around like a headless chicken? Well, running around in the sense of setup, uh-huh. running around in the sense of making sure that people are on time. Suppliers can, can do things to people. Hey, mm. they will say, th- there's a call sheet that says you need to be here and, and, but still people will probably come in, in an hour late, you mm. know? So it's those things. Today is admin. Mm-hmm. It, it's, mm. it's running around and ensuring that suppliers are there, place to set up. We are ready to, to rumble tomorrow. A lot of young people do parties here and there and they don't know how to start doing a, a big party mm. like the one that you guys are doing. What would, what would your advice be when a person starts, wants to start planning such a huge event? What do, what must they, what must they actually expect as they get into Something that's big, yo. Hey, um, you know I, what I've noticed is that a lot of people come up with a concept and they they execute it as a dream, like mm. what's in their head. It's so important to research when your concept, you know, how far you can stretch it at the feasibilities. Those are very important. Your risk management, your milestones, your budget, you know. Mm. And post research, you also need to research your, your market, the people that you are targeting for this particular concept, people who will buy into it and why they will buy into it. The why and the how and the where and the when is your event. Once you've gotten that tied down, then you do what we call an event plan. Some people call mm-hmm. it a project plan. For, for us, it was a project plan because it's three days. Mm-hmm. So every single day has a feasibility study of its own. You know, every single component of the event has a, has a, has a, Feasibility and risk management study of its own. But let me answer. (laughs) So you need to have, you need to have an events plan, right? Um, Mm. and then you need to comply with JOC. A lot of people don't do this in this Johannesburg. What's JOC? JOC is, is your JMPD, your, your police visibility to make sure that the, the, your, the safety, your mm-hmm. safety measures, you comply with the safety measures. You also, you also need a lot of, um, protection from these people. The, for instance, the parking thing, JMPD needs to be there to run your road, your traffic. Mm. So you don't have to worry about those things. Second to that, should any criminal things happen around your event, SAPS is there to take care of that. Should anyone get injured? Mm. EMS is there to take them so that you as an events manager, you can't be going to the hospital and dealing with a case at the police station. I I hope you are hearing Mm. me. Mm. And you also need your safety and health measures in place. If you're having vendors, they need to produce certificates. They need to comply. Basically, it's just complying with the rules and regulations of how the country is run for your event to be protected by the government. Mm. Are we, are we together? No, <laughs> no, look, we are so together. Because I've seen, I've mm. seen a whole lot of people doing different, there's different events. Like I'm a DJ, so we attend different events all the time. And there's some events that are not properly planned that mm. there's no proper parking for, for, for the DJs. There's no mm. proper entrances for, for artists. We all have to use the same entrance as other people and we become late and, yeah. and, and so forth. So it's just some of the things that I've seen that are not so, do I say 
compliant no <laughs> that is not so correct for yeah. certain events and it, it, it hinders like like Jono was saying you when you get to an event and there's just one or two things that are wrong you mm. are just already, your mood is just yeah. ruined yeah. for that whole event for that time yeah. exactly so to know that there are certain things steps that you need to follow important I mean, um, that are very important for to put together even a small event yeah when you're expecting more than 5,000 people it's the important. list that you just gave us is actually Something that you you could put together, mm. Mm. and you also need your public liability before you even get to the fun stuff. Mm. Jock is like your a, com- a committee, your your. So you can't start planning the rest of the event until those foundation blocks. Yes, are in place. those yeah. important things need to be ticked off. Mm-hmm. That's why it's called you need to be jock compliant to mm-hmm. run a successful event. It's like running. Um, it's like running a tournament. Mm-hmm. You can't do it without suffer. You know, mm-hmm. I, I, similar. It's, it's the same yeah. thing. You need to be suffer compliant for the LOCs and, okay, now I'm, I'm exposing myself, right? <laughs> 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 but anyway, um, event, uh, you need to have an event plan. Mm. You need to have, you need to be job compliant. And then in your event plan, you need to have your team. Mm. You need to have people who are heading certain departments, like your PR department needs to have a, someone who's heading it. Your marketing department needs to have someone who's heading it. Your your budget, there needs to be someone in accounts who just deals with budget because as payments are going out and coming in, this person needs to say, we can't do this, we can't do this. This is how far we are. We need so much more. You know what I mean? The ticket mm-hmm. sales are this far. If we can get so many people, we can get this much more. PR needs to take that forward and send out the information to the people to get them to come. So it, it works so beautifully in a circle when you have it tied down. Mm. So when, uh, oh well, I was just going to ask you know, being that you're going to have water spraying and you're going to have uh, foam, etc. What are you advising people to wear? Um, should they come in their shorts and their slops? Should as they? I believe, man, that would be so amazing really? because okay. it's Hawaiian dress code, beach dress mm-hmm. code, bikinis, mm-hmm. comfortable, ready to get wet and wild yeah. and mm-hmm. wonderful. Yeah. So <laughs> if you're going to wear a white t-shirt, you may want to put something underneath because it is going to get wet. Unless <laughs> if you wanted to get wet, that's also allowed. Okay. And if, unless uh-huh. if you're okay with it coming back pink, purple and Orange, uh-huh. that's also allowed. Awesome. No, it sounds like it's going to be such a fun event. When and where will it be? Walter Sisulu Square in mm-hmm. Clifton, Soweto. Awesome. awesome. And then uh, just a website, maybe if people want to just go get yes, all those details. Absolutely. www.sowaii.co.za. Okay, so it's Hawaii with an S. Sort of. So Hawaii like, with a so. With the S-O, yeah. 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 So is your spelling. Okay. We also, um, our Facebook page, if uh-huh. I may. Thanks. Hawaii meets Soweto. That's our Facebook page. We're on Twitter at Sawai underscore Z-A. Um, the same as Instagram at Sawai underscore Z-A. Same as YouTube and at Sawai underscore Z-A. Exactly. So why is Miss Prue not on the lineup? Because, um, like I said, I still need to go back to production, a stage manager, an mm. artist man, artist lineup manager, mm. get that report, go to accounts, figure out maybe if that could have been mm-hmm. a problem. No, look, I'm, I was putting you on the spot and look, yeah, but for next year, that will yes, be cool. Yeah. Um, that will be great, actually. Exactly. We, I will be actually going to, to Sawai on Friday. Hey. Hello. Look out for Miss Prue. Yes, I'll be there Any in my shorts. Any special requests? Okay. 
Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's my only request. <laughs> Parking. Yo, look, we drive cars where we, wherever we go, we're like, yo, mm. my gosh, I'm so scared. So, mm. so long as parking is cool, I'm good. Like, yeah. I can have a good time. Yeah, there's nothing worse than by the time you get into the event, you're in a bad mood and people have been hooting and you've been stuck in the traffic. You know, and your car is scratched. Well, and also, you, you don't want so to much. have to worry about your car and your belongings while you're having a good time. You just want to know that it's taken care of. So. Exactly. Yeah. Hence, Jock. Mm. Exactly. Mm. I Don't really, know. I really wish you luck that this event goes off well. I, I think you've put a lot of planning into it, and yeah. Are you so gonna, gonna come awesome. through? Oh, Miss Prue, now you're putting me on the spot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we all see. Yeah, you know, I, I sometimes finish work quite late, so mm. it's very difficult for me, especially on a Friday night, and then to track home, get ready, and then go to an event. But yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. there's still Saturday, Jono. Of course, mm. there's still Saturday. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Are you breaking a sweat? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you so much, Lerato, for coming through and telling us more about the Sawai events. I think it's a very good concept that's 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 happening right in Soweto. Like who who has done that? It's been a long time since Soweto had something like this because the last time they had a beach party mm. and that was years ago. So now there's a Sawai party mm. and it's going to be good. Yes. Thank you so much for having me. No problem. Thank you so much. Jono. Yeah. Next week We're again. We're do this again next week. Yeah. Yeah, it was a really good show today. Yeah, so like I said, I'm going to be standing in for Jade for a bit, but it's I'm enjoying being on the show. Like the the magnitude of guests that you bring on here is amazing. Exactly, and, yeah. and I can't wait for next week. We're going to have um beautiful guests for next week. Mm-hmm. But I won't share. Okay, because I'm I'm cool like that. <laughs> <laughs> right. I'm extra cool like that. But thank you for joining me, Jono. Mm, thank you. Like it's always a pleasure having you here with me. We'll meet again same time, same place next week here on Rookies and Rockstars from ten till eleven every Wednesday. That's Miss Prue and Jono. We are out. Rookies and Rockstars.